We got back from our Labor Day beach vacation and we passed a marriage milestone. And I don't even think Jeff realizes that we passed it. You drove part of the way on our second road trip. No. You didn't sleep much on the way home yesterday. No. Why is this about me? It's something I did. I mm-hmm. passed a marriage milestone. Yep. What did I do? Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. We were having a glorious weekend at the Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa, the Westin Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa, but we headed out early because there was a hurricane who couldn't make up its mind where it was going to go. Well, and that, and we were getting some like rain the last two days and we were like, well, we could stay here or we could go home and snuggle the dogs. The reason we didn't stay is a couple is because I'm old, right? And so I was starting to think that if the hurricane stayed on its normal track, everybody would be leaving Florida going up 75 and then we would be stuck in traffic. And I wasn't really feeling being stuck in traffic. And like Callie said, there was rain. There were two wedding. The hotel, by the way, is beautiful. I mean, it's right on the beach. It's so pretty. It's awesome. There were two weddings going on while we were there. And so Callie was smart enough to realize that meant the spa was probably going to be really busy. So if mm-hmm. if we did get rained in, so old man Jeff said, we should hit the road. <laughs> so we did, and it worked out fine. And we got to snuggle the pups a day earlier and sleep in your own bed, which is always, I mean, I don't care how comfortable the beds are. There's nothing like being in your own bed. I'll tell you, here's something too about leaving early. A real thought that I did have, it felt kind of crappy. Had we gotten stuck in traffic or had there have to be like an evacuation, it feels crappy to be evacuating somewhere where you are on vacation while other people are evacuating the same route from their homes. Where they live, yeah. Like, I kind of felt like I didn't want to be in the way, too. I'm like, oh, if this storm comes. We have to let people that really need to get. We'll let the people who need to get out, get out, but also let the people do what they need to do to make it safe. Right, without us being like, you know. Yeah. So annoying beach. But that doesn't change the fact that the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa uh, heard about y'all and how awesome y'all are in the Facebook group and uh, just being great listeners of this podcast. And they said, um, please hook somebody who listens to you guys up with a weekend stay at the resort. A two-night stay. A two-night stay. Yeah, it doesn't have to be during the weekend. Yeah. So it's a two-night stay. And we have that certificate. We're going to give it away on Wednesday's episode of the show. So uh, that is Wednesday, September 4th. On that episode of the show, we're giving away the gift certificate. So you have to be listening to that episode um, on that day to win. Now, are we announcing who the winner is on Wednesday or we're just telling you how to enter and then we'll tell who it is later? I think we tell everybody how to enter. This is truly our first contest. So, I mean, we'll tell you this. You just have to listen on Wednesday. You'll find out how to win or find out how to enter. And I think, do we give 
everybody like through Friday? I think so. So you get 48 hours. So we'll say like by Friday at noon. Mm-hmm. And then we will, the you, the winner will be announced on the episode that would air next Monday. Monday. Okay. Right? It'll cool. be released next Monday. I gotta, I gotta change all my words. It's not air, it's released. Yeah. Okay. So listen Wednesday and you could end up with a two-night stay at the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa. Plus, um, we're going to share all this on our social media. There's a cool discount code that they're giving with resort credits and 15% off if you stay between now and the middle of October. So if you want that code, ask us. Um, we'll share it on our social and we'll put it in our newsletter, which goes out tomorrow, Tuesday afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this. It might be tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> Double the upside. All right, we added 824 people to the Upside family last week, but we still have 7,154 to go to hit our goal to double the Upside. So please, please, please keep telling your friends. Please, please, please keep spreading the word and asking folks to listen to our podcast, The Upside, because uh, 7,154 people need to be added to the family in order for us to accomplish our big goal. Yeah, and thank you in advance. We were in Hilton Head. We were in our hotel, and I opened our closet doors and realized that Jeff had officially welcomed me and embraced me into nope. his life. I know what you're going to say, and no, I did not. You totally did. I didn't. I. It was a desperate situation. It was not a desperate situation. Yes, it was. What happened was... It couldn't have been that desperate because you didn't say anything to me about it. I went to go put some dirty clothes and you know, the um, laundry bag that they have usually in hotel stuff that you can put your dry cleaning in if you're fancy. Um, well, we use that for dirty clothes. So I got it out. I had dirty clothes first. I put some in there and then I went back that night and put more dirty clothes in there and Jeff's dirty clothes were in the bag with mine. And the only reason this is important it, well, the, the reason it's significant is because I don't mix laundry. Jeff Dollar, I mean, it, it's like him sharing popcorn. We've talked about that on the show, right? Like Jeff doesn't share popcorn. He also doesn't mix laundry and it really creeps him out. So I, while I am grateful that we're not doing both of our laundry, I do find it odd that we're married and we don't do laundry together. So There's it just a, seems weird to me. I, every time this comes up, I get messages from uh, women and men who have separate, like guys don't like women messing with their laundry. So would it be anyone's laundry or is it just that it's mine? What do you mean anybody? Like, like, I don't know. Would you ever, if your dad was staying at our house and no. he had grease on his shirt, would you no. ever, you wouldn't? So would, it's not just me. It's, I would wash, if he had one item that needed to be washed with my clothes. But you would never wash your dad's clothes. I wash him. I've washed your clothes. I don't have but a But just not to get, but what's the issue so they're already in the laundry bag, but here's the second part There's of that. So they're already in the laundry bag, right? And then we get home and I see the laundry bag in my floor and Jeff has taken out all of his stuff and my stuff is still in the dirty laundry bag. Yeah. So you dug around in my dirty laundry to get your stuff out. Yep. And it grossed me out because some of the stuff. Why don't you just dump the whole thing in the washer? Because then we would have done laundry together. 
but it's getting clean. But I don't know what of your stuff has to be treated differently. And I never want to be the person who shrinks or stretches or mixes colors or anything like that. They're two completely separate issues. You're acting like the laundry umbrella covers everything. It doesn't. I don't like other people doing my laundry because I am worried about clothes shrinking or getting worn or stuff, right? Okay. And I'm also really good at getting stains out. So I like to be able to handle all that. I mm -hmm. like to do. So I would have no problem throwing other people's laundry in with mine as long as they understood what my laundry was going to, like how it was going to be dried and all that, if they were okay. So it has that. to, the the issue is it just, it has to be done your way. Correct. Okay. And I've said so, to Jeff before, hey, do you want to teach me how to do your laundry? And he's like, no, you'll never be able to do it right. Yeah. I And, and I, <laughs> I feel like most partners in a relationship would be thrilled if the other person said, no, I'll handle my own laundry. I am grateful for that, but I do think it's odd that you won't one share a laundry hamper with me and two like wash mine at the same time. And like, the that share, seems weird to me. And it's a, and the sharing of the laundry hamper is a separate issue because uh, to me that's just gross. But like intermixing dirty clothes is just gross. I don't know why. Why can you not scrape stuff out of um, Tupperware containers that are in the fridge into the garbage disposal? Because it's just gross, right? It, it is gross. So it just weirds you out and it just creeps you out. So that for me is, or that's your thing. For me, it's just dirty clothes being in the same basket with other people's dirty clothes. Hmm. That's all. Interesting. And so the reason that it happened on the trip, by the way, is because there was only one plastic garbage bag or one plastic laundry bag. I know, bag. but I'm surprised that you wouldn't have called the front desk and been like, excuse me, could we have another laundry bag? We were going to be gone for what, four nights? Yeah. Three nights. Yeah. I can deal with it. Okay. Well, I'm, I was very impressed and I was giving you kudos for not even saying anything or making it an issue or looking in the bag with my dirty clothes and then looking at me like he gives me this look like, mm -mm, like this look of I'm panicking. Tell me how to adult right now. You know what I thought you were going to say? What? Because um, we, I know that there are some people who have um, the type of relationships where uh, they go to the bathroom in front of each other no. and they even number two in front of each other no. and all that stuff happens. Um, Callie and I have the type of relationship where we just pretend each other doesn't poop. Yeah, so, we do. It works out great for us. And I like to call it keep the sexy. So I was surprised when I was making fun of you for having to use the bathroom again, that you said, well, I'm having a little bit of tummy troubles because normally you wouldn't address that. No, but you were making fun of me and coming on to me pretty hard. And I was like, yeah, don't be mean so, to me. I don't feel well. Oh, so did you make up the tummy troubles? No. Oh, you no, really I did have them. Well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, just the fact that you said that, whether or not it was me making fun of you or what, like, I thought that was, I was like, huh, that was neat that you said that. Oh, you, you thought it that. was neat? No, I mean, don't share it again. You don't have to ever bring it up again. Yeah. But that's what I thought you were going to bring I up. I usually wouldn't do bring something like that up unless you're being so persistent and you're not reading between the lines. And then I have to be like, Jeff, stop. I'm so bad at re reading between the lines <laughs> that that should be every time. Like you probably said, oh, I need to pee 12 times and I never got it. I'm guessing is what happened. Yeah. And then we, finally. We don't need to talk anymore about this. We, okay. can, we, we can move on. Moving on. But do you know there are people that like poop in front of each other? Yeah, I feel like we, I, I don't really want to talk about this, but yes, I know that exists. I don't understand that. Like it's, that's just so foreign to me. 
I wouldn't do that in front of anyone, my own parents, my friends. I don't care who it is. I just feel like that's my private. I don't even like space. my dog in the bathroom. Sometimes like Lily will follow me in. And if that's going to happen, I'm like, ah, no, <laughs> you need to go somewhere. Someone's going to message us and say that we need to get used to never peeing alone again. Once we have kids. What in that I'm fine with. Um, speaking of gross, as long as we're talking about gross, have you seen what the raisin union or the sun kissed people or whoever's in charge of raisin? Raisins are doing no flavored raisins. Ew! So now you can get raisins that are sour. So you can get raisins that taste like other things. That's how awful raisins Wait. are. That they have to flavor them like something else to make them delicious. But flavor them like like what would you? I can't possibly imagine in my head what you would flavor with them to make them taste delicious. Like like other things. Like uh, blueberries. Hang on, I'm Googling it right now. Here's me. The raisin thing, part of it too is consistency for me. Yeah. You know? I get that. But I do like cranberries, so I don't know. Uh, Sunmade Sour. Okay, this is the product that I saw the ad for. It's called Sunmade Sour Strawberry Golden Raisins. Ew. Yep. And uh, they also have watermelon sour. Um they have vanilla, uh, the vanilla yogurt raisins. That's where they just dip them in stuff. But is there a product on the planet that requires it to be flavored like something else in order for it to be delicious? No. Like, that's like getting an apple and going, hey, if you don't like apples here, we've made an apple that tastes like a banana. Yeah. Like, just eat the no. banana. You know what raisins always remind me of? And it, the only good thing that comes out of raisins for me is my grandmother, were you ever around my grandmother when they lived in their actual house before they moved into the nursing home? One time. Okay. Because I, I remember you and her cooked a- Pie. Pecan, pecan, however you want me to say Chocolate it. pecan. Pecan pie. pie. Yep. And um, she swore, this is like a grandmother's myth. I don't know if it's true, an old wives tale, um, that if you put raisins, golden raisins in gin- and you eat a couple gin raisins a day, it helps with arthritis. She swore by it. So you the you put them like in a glass. She had a mason jar. And then the raisins. Full of gin. And the raisins soak it up. Yes. And then she would eat them. Yes. Which sounds to me, I hate gin and I hate raisins. And to me, that sounds awful. But she, my grandmother is a small town Kentucky girl, grew up on a farm. And she has all these like random remedies for stuff. And she swears by gin raisins for arthritis. Do you think it's possible that maybe she was just a little drunk? So she didn't realize how achy her joints were. I was thinking of that. But my grandmother is also not someone who would need an excuse to drink like Oh yeah, she, she would does just, whatever she wants. She would just have had a shot of gin. Yeah, and been five thousand like, percent. Yeah, Grandma, it's ten in the morning. You're having a martini. She's and she'd like, be like yeah, I'm eighty five. My arthritis. Right. I need to take care of it. Uh, what was your very first? This episode, by the way, if you're listening to it on the day it it, it was released, it's Labor Day. So that's Labor Day. That's why this this question seems appropriate. What was the very very first job that you ever had? My first job, I mean, other than babysitting, like my first payroll job yep. was Outback Steakhouse. I was a hostess for like two years. And uh, and then you went to, you graduated from Outback to P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's, and that was in college. And then I was a hostess trainer. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was a Look hostess at you. and a trainer. Big shot, big time. <laughs> at P.F. Chang's in Nashville. 
And then what did I do after that? I think I got my first music industry job also at the same time when I was working at PF Chang's. And that was in the Grammy office up in Nashville? No, that was um, my first job. Well, that wasn't paid. It was an internship. My first job job, yeah, was at the Grammy office. And then you started working for Charlie Brusco? Yeah. And then you went from there to Turner? Yeah. So you've had five jobs? Um, I've had five jobs plus I've had six internships. And so, yeah, it's not like I was sitting around. Like I, d- I had six internships in college. So that's why you think it's weird at how many jobs I've had. I do because I stuck around. I mean, I was at PF Chang's for three, maybe four years. I was at Outback for two in high school. I was at with the Grammy office for two. I was at red light for seven and a half. And then, yeah, Turner three. Are you going on three years? Yeah, I already passed three years. You've been there three years? Yeah, that's why I got more PTO days this year. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that weird? It flies by. Here's the thing about Jeff's job. So we'll be in Syracuse or just in general conversation. And when we were in Syracuse, we would drive by, oh, I worked there. Oh, I worked there. Oh, I worked there. I'm like, how many places does one human work? My very first job was at a place called JT's Inn, which is no longer there. It was in the town I grew up in, and it was the fancy restaurant. In yeah, it was the one fancy restaurant. And I was a busboy, and one of my jobs were um, when plates came back to the kitchen, mm-hmm. and there was, you know, in, it, because it was fancy, you didn't get your ketchup in a squeeze bottle or a... Um, you got it in like a ramekin? Yeah, or a little foil packet. You actually had the glass ramekin thing mm-hmm. with ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise and other things. And I had to use a tiny little spatula and scrape unused ketchup out and unused mayonnaise out and put them into big things that they would then reuse. That's disgusting. Oh, it was awful. And they what were, if someone like sneezed on it? You I know. don't know. Well, how many people double dip their French fries? That's so nasty. So I would, and then I think they would use it for like barbecue sauce or Ooh. whatever they would use it for. So that was um, my first job. I also had paper route, a paper route. I also worked at a place called Ned Drugs, Nedro Drugs, which is a drugstore. And I was just a cashier there. Um, then I worked for a long time at an ice cream stand. I had mall jobs. I worked for the Nature Company. Like at the mall, Um, I worked at Structure for like a week. It was terrible. I worked at Eddie Bauer for some period of time at the mall. Um, Let's see. That was it for Syracuse. Oh, and then a million. I worked at at the radio stations in Syracuse. And then when I moved to Boston for radio, I wasn't making enough money doing radio. So I also worked part-time at a gas station. How much did you make your first radio job? $10,000 plus an apartment, which wasn't really an apartment. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say it was like above a barbecue joint or something? It was above a bar, and it was offices that they turned into, like the door, literal door to my, quote, apartment was glass, and it, like, had the name of a lawyer in, like, it was frosted glass, and then in gold letters, it had, like, a lawyer or an accountant or somebody's name on it. (laughs) But you probably thought you were a big shot because oh. they were giving you a place to live. Yeah, I thought it was great. And they were like, what do you think of this place? I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, in the bathroom, imagine this, knowing the Jeff that, like, you know now, the bathroom was a shared bathroom. And the 
And the dude down the hall from me, I don't know his name, but he was from Australia in Australian accent. And he kept, he, he had piranhas and I think like the fish. And I think he sold them to people like on the black market. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, is that legal? But no. No, I think, I don't totally remember, but that was in a little town called Herkimer, New York. And, and it was upstairs from, God, I would love to, next time we go to New York, I should go there and see if I can find it and, and see if the bar is still there. And I remember the bar is where I would go, I went downstairs and I, I slept through OJ's chase, but then I went downstairs and watched like the last. How old were you when you were living there? 20. See, when you're 20, you'll pretty much live anywhere. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I live somewhere. Maybe 21. 20 or 21. No. No, you'll it was live 20. Anywhere. I pretty was much 19 or 20. Yeah. Pretty much until you're 22. I would say I lived in some pretty nasty places. Oh, tw even beyond 22. When I lived in Boston, the when I lived in Boston, I brought a couch in from the curb that somebody else in my apartment building threw away because I didn't have a couch and like would sleep on it, like fall asleep on it watching TV. When my dad was in law school, he made his desk out of a door. Like put it up on. On the, what do you call those things? Like sawhorses yeah. or whatever. Uh -huh. And then he put a door on top he of it. He found a door and he was like, oh, this works. I yeah. need it. And that was his desk in law school. And now something like that would sell at Pottery Barn for $1,700. <laughs> you would go to Restoration Hardware and get the door desk, you know? And yeah. It would, and it would be named. I know, would buy it, probably. And it would have a funky name and you would pay like $1,000 for it. And people would be like, oh my gosh, that's a desk made out of a door. Um. So what is that? Seven jobs, not including radio. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some. So did you get fired from these jobs? Like, why didn't you do them very long? Well, a busboy isn't really a career trajectory, so that's why I left that. Then the drugstore, I think, I think everyone I left for more hours somewhere else. Oh, like, so you're just like, I need more hours. I, need, I want more cash. And then. Yeah, like the drugstore, I remember, was just a set, just a Sunday job. Like, I think I worked there Sunday from noon to five. I feel like that's a very small town thing. 100%. Like who hires someone for three hours once a week? Well, like, the, the owner worked there every day. Except for Sunday. Except for Sunday. And the pharmacy was closed. So they could have a, a 15 or 16-year-old kid just bringing up. I mean, honestly, I think all he it sold. was like gum and. Big leg chew, packs of cigarettes and. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Yeah. Shampoo. Like nobody bought stuff there because it was expensive, but. It was the pharmacy. It was the the right. town pharmacy. And then I'm trying to think. I feel like I worked at a restaurant, another Where restaurant. Where did you get fired from? We drove by. It was like a, in a fancy office building. And you said, weren't you in sales? Like, didn't you? Weren't you oh, a yeah, um, call service No, I was. Uh-uh. I, I didn't get fired from there. I quit. Um, I, would, I was a collector. And I would call people up. But didn't you say the company was like super shady or something? Uh, after the fact, the comp the entire company, it was called the Pyramid Companies, I think. That's a good name for a company. No, it wasn't. The Bennett Company. The Bennett Companies. Uh -huh. The Pyramid Company was was a different company in Syracuse. The Bennett Companies, it was a pyramid scheme. And so the whole thing, like five years after I left, the whole thing came crumbling down. And... I used to call people and I would do bill collections 
for office equipment like fax machines or copiers. And I was really, really good at it. And I would get people to pay their past due. Because mm-hmm. back in that, back in, in, you know, then, like, now you need a computer printer for your house. You can get one for 75 bucks on sale. You know what I mean? At Walmart. Or right. cheaper. Right. But back when, back in my day, like a fax machine was $500. Mm-hmm. So these small businesses that needed fax machines would sign up for these payment plans and lease it for like $25 a week. Right. Or a month or whatever the dollar amount was. And then if they couldn't make their payments, I would call. Yep, I forgot about it. I had that job. I remember that one because you were like, hey, everyone, didn't somebody go to jail over that? Oh, yeah. They the, went, they, your yes. bosses went to prison. <laughs> and the people who own the company went to jail. And then um, <laughs> and the job that I got fired from was a radio job where um, this dude called me into air check me that's what it's called when when a when a uh, program director listens to a dj mm-hmm. you know and you sit in his office and he plays your recordings back and he goes oh that was good that was bad you should do this better don't talk so fast whatever right and i went in i was so mad because this dude hammered me but i was like 18 at the time and this guy was 21 or like oh 22 gosh. And he was the assistant program director. So I went into a production studio and I called my buddy, Mike, who worked there. And I go, oh, I just got out of an air check with Steve. He's such a jerk. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Blah, blah, blah. Completely forgetting that Steve, who was working in the next studio, could push the button on the control board and listen to any of the rooms he could look into. So he saw me in there being animated and pushed the button and heard the whole conversation. Nice. And I got fired by voicemail. Nice. I was driving into work the next day and Mike called and said, hey, before you get all the way down here, check your voicemail because your access code isn't going to work. Yikes. Yep. You kind of deserved it, though. I know. I was a little know-it-all punk. Um, and I do feel like I, you also told a story where you stole a radio van and got fired for that. Borrowed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are, we could do. See, Jeff has had a lot of jobs. I took a... Um, I don't think I got, I got fired from the promotions department. It was the same company, but I got Mm -hmm. fired from the promotions department because I, my car was not working and I needed to get home and get back the next day for an air shift. So I took one of the station vehicles for the news talk. This is in Syracuse. Nothing happened ever in Syracuse, Mm -hmm. ever. (laughs) So I take the AM news talk station's van home (laughs) and I go to bed and sometime in the middle of the night, an entire four city blocks catches on fire of this town, this suburb of Syracuse and this entire suburb burns basically to the ground and nobody from our radio station can find the vehicle that is required to do the live callbacks oh and we're gosh. the only news talk station out so i drove in there the next day like do 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 fired <laughs> clueless so jeff has a little motivation yeah i wanted to share today. something staying on the staying on the work theme you know the the labor day theme i know that it is Really, really frustrating when you are stuck in a job that you don't see going anywhere. 
Um, and it could be for any one of a million reasons. Uh, when I met Callie, she had a great job, but it was a great job with um, a guy who it was a family business for him. And he it, like, it was just going to be, it is what it was. Like there was no, like you could never become the president of that company. Right. Yeah. It was not, it wasn't was, a bad, it was a great it job. Was a, the best job ever. But I also just don't think that I had kind of what it took to rise to the top ever. And I realized partially like part of the way through, I'm like, eh, maybe this isn't totally the fit for me. And, um, and then, uh, so I think I've kind of given this pep talk to you. And then I had this when I was at some point when I was at the Burt show before the the opportunity to go to star was even on my radar when i was at my first atlanta radio job there was a, a point where i'm like am i just going to be the funny number two guy for the rest of my life mm -hmm. like am i is this it because it doesn't feel right like i feel like i need to be doing more mm -hmm. I just didn't know. And it got really frustrating because I couldn't just leave and go do more. Like mm -hmm. I had to, the, I, it, like I couldn't afford to not work. Right. Figure out what the more was. And also I wasn't even sure if the more was related to the job that I had at the time. It was just this weird spot. And I had this epiphany one day that I want to share with you that kind of changed my mentality and rather than here's how it works rather than make the job that you currently have your enemy like rather than make that situation the situation you're in right now the thing that you're trying to escape instead make it the thing that's going to propel you into whatever's next mm -hmm. Stop thinking of the position you're in right now or the job you're in right now or the situation you're in right now is the thing that's preventing you from what's next and start thinking of the job that you're in right now as the thing that's setting you up to succeed at whatever's next mm -hmm. and acknowledge that you need it. Almost become thankful for the fact that you have if you're lucky enough to have a job with a good salary and benefits and whatever else, perks, weekends off, you don't have to work, whatever the perks are of that job, be grateful that they exist and allow you to think about the opportunity of something else that's out there. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. And once I kind of changed that thinking, I started to enjoy the job I currently had more and I was more open to other opportunities. That's kind of around when I started doing stand-up comedy because I'm like, okay, well, let's see. I've got this, this great radio job and, and, and the celebrity, finger quote, that comes with this radio job allows me to, to go do some open mics mm -hmm. and, and get up ahead of anybody else because mm -hmm. they know I've got to leave early. Mm -hmm. Let me take advantage of that. Right. Like it was a way to, so yeah. So I just wanted to, to throw that out there. If there's somebody who is kind of wedged in a tough spot and doesn't think that there's a way out one, there is a way out. Like, there always is. There's always 
something else to look forward to, an upside, as someone might say. But two, um, the first thing that you can change in order to get out of there is your mentality. Totally. Right. Totally. So, you gave you did give me that pep talk when I was feeling a little burnt out at my last job. And you also said to me, nothing's going to change until you say out loud, this isn't my forever and I need to find something else. So right. you made me and it wasn't say it out loud to anybody like I didn't call anyone, but you were like, look at me right now and say this year I'm going to find a new job. Right. Because unless you put a deadline on something, you're never going to move on it. And yeah. once I did that. I think it was like, cause it's a mental shift. It's a complete mental shift. And that's when I started using my last job as my launch pad to not using it, but like seeing it as a launch pad. And I think, um, what was it like within the month I told my boss, I was looking for other jobs and within two, one week of him telling me that I had, I was interviewing for something and I got my job where I am now. So and I think that's, it's, it's doubly important to do this. And it's because Callie's job was a great job with great people. I loved, and that was the part that I was, I was like, well, I wasn't feeling wholly fulfilled, but I was confused because I loved the, my boss so much. And I was so grateful to him that I didn't want to leave. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, like in my head, I was like, the world will end if I don't continue on with this job. Cause I love this person and that hired me and took a chance on me. And you know, I, I love what I do and I love my clients. I'm going to be so heartbroken to leave them. And I was, but you know, I would have never grown. And, and that was the thing when I was at the, um, Part of the bird show. It, there, it was the greatest job on the planet. So you almost feel guilty thinking about how it's not totally fulfilling. Yeah. Because you're like, this is an awesome job and I've got benefits and I work five days a week and, and, and I like my coworkers and I like whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then, so it's just a weird place. So if that's where you're stuck, maybe that will help you. Like yeah. That, that thinking. I love that. All right, I want to share one funny comment and then uh, we can wrap up this this Labor Day episode of uh, The Upside. I, every now and again, post on my Instagram and just say, hey, I'll keep you totally anonymous, but tell me a secret. Tell me something mm -hmm. that nobody else knows. And the funniest one that I've gotten in a long time came in yesterday. Um, a few of the other ones were... Uh, Somebody just wrote Girls Gone Wild with a winky face. <laughs> uh, do you know what Girls Gone Wild is? Yes. You do? Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Did you ever use DVDs? Do you even know? Well, I'm a girl, so I didn't. I think maybe this isn't an appropriate conversation for. But like, the, you know, do you know what a yeah, DVD yeah. is, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, you're yeah. younger than I am. So I don't know how <laughs> things work. Uh, somebody else wrote, I'm seeing a coworker who is my brother's best friend and also eight years younger than me. We're going to have to tell people soon. Um, I'm afraid of the dark. And it's a person whose profile picture looks like an adult. Um, that I hate sharing my money with my husband. That's, <laughs> that's from that's from Callie. Uh, but here's the one that made me laugh. Uh, I secretly throw something away at my mother-in-law's house every time she's rude to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say that's such a Jeff Dollar move, but I don't think you would actually do that to my mom. 
Well, your parents are not, there's nothing rude about them, <laughs> but what a great thing to do. I mean, if somebody is bugging you and you're in their house and you just throw something in the garbage. Are you going to do that to our neighbors? No, I'd never get access to their house. <laughs> but if I did, it would be great because you throw something away and you release the anger but then you get to think about the fact that they're looking all over for it. Oh my gosh. All over. Where is that charger? I know I had it. <laughs> and you could just drive home laughing your head off. So you threw it out. Hopefully it's nothing super significant. Thank you for listening to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. That was not a very upsidey suggestion at the end of the show today which one the one about throwing something away no it was not i don't know uh, i guess the upside for that would be the person gets to buy something new no (laughs) how about we just not yeah that is funny it's funny but yeah i would not i'm not it's not coming with a glowing recommendation from us